episode 87 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast this podcast created because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community we have a new wichita city council member becky tuttle chosen to fill out the term of pete meitzner who moves to the sedgwick county commission ms tuttle is with us she's my guest on this week's podcast some notes first though about the weekly edition of the paper the big story this week we're getting a jump on the 30th anniversary of the wichita open golf tournament hard to believe the tournament's been around that long we take a look back at some of the experiences and stories associated with the tournament and we preview this year's events get ready to have more fun at that 17th hole our coverage begins on page 10. also in the weekly edition our top 25 list Take a look at the largest law firms in the Wichita area, page 6. Another emerging leaders group participated in our roundtable discussion. We share what's on their minds, page 22. This week we spend 10 minutes with my guest on the podcast, Becky Tuttle. It's all Becky all the time right now. If you want to leg up on the competition, we can help in many ways. One is our leads section. It might help if you knew who was setting up a new corporation. They may need your products or who owes back taxes. That may be why they're on your past due list. Also, new real estate deals, building permits, court judgments. We collect it so you can use it. It starts this week on page 18. Back in a moment to talk with the newest member of the Wichita City Council, Becky Tuttle. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Wichita City Councilman Pete Meitzner decided to run in November for a seat on the Sedgwick County Commission. He won, so he had to give up his place as Wichita City Council member. It was up to the council to figure out who would serve the rest of Meitzner's term, and Becky Tuttle was one of the names on the list of candidates. Why'd you want to be on that list? Why'd you want to be on the Wichita City Council? That's a great question. I've been really involved in the city, working in the community for really since we've moved to the community back in 2002, but more specifically in about the last 10 years, and have had an opportunity to work with city staff, work with city leaders. And I felt the entire time, no matter what project we were working on or one initiative to make the community better, that I was always respectfully heard and I appreciated that and I feel like now this is a great opportunity for me to be able to listen to listen to the residents and community in district 2 and then also to the entire community whose advice did you seek as you were considering making this move that's a great question too um obviously then councilman now commissioner meitzner mm-hmm. um i actually also had quite a few meetings with past elected officials and current elected officials in our community i wanted to not only find out more about the position but to see if they felt like my skills and attributes would be able to benefit the community in the city in any way and then i really intentionally met with community members and business leaders in district two and asked them what their needs were what they hope for in a potential candidate and was just wanting to really lean into people to find out what they felt would be best for the city and for district two who were a couple of the business people that you talked to um i talked to a few of our developers here within Mm -hmm. wichita and had some meetings also talked to folks at wsu tech because i feel like they really have their finger on the pulse of what the community needs and terms of future job markets sherry utash yeah sherry utash is a great friend she was just on the podcast a couple of times ago so uh tell us about your background 
Where'd you I, grow up? Yeah. Family, all that stuff. I grew up in a small town. I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. Actually, I was born. And then I grew up in Lamars, Iowa, oh, okay. which is about 30 minutes north of Sioux City. So it's eight hours from here with really no good way to get there except by car. <laughs> right. So we get to make the trip home quite frequently. My parents still live in the same house that you know I grew up oh, in. So it's great to be able to go home and see them and then have nieces and nephews scattered throughout the Midwest and uh, family also. And my husband's family is all from North Carolina and still live there. What'd your folks do? Uh, my dad actually sold beef. Um, he first started out as a butcher and then worked his way up and delivered meat and then ended up selling meat. And my mom was lucky to be able to stay home with us and help raise us. How'd you get to Wichita? My husband's job. In 2002, he went to work for McCormick Armstrong mm-hmm. and then worked for another locally owned company in the printing industry. And then now he is the chief operating officer at Delta Dental. Uh, how about the uh, rest of the family? Other, you have kids and everything? We were unfortunately not blessed with children, oh, okay. but I tell everyone that Wichita's my baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where have you worked? So when I first moved to Kansas, I was really fortunate to be able to work for the Kansas Department of Health and Environment in the Bureau of Health Promotion. And I say that not only because it was a great job that I loved, but I traveled all over the state of Kansas. So in the morning when we're watching the weather on one of our local stations and they talk about Hoxie or they talk about, you know, Chanute, my (laughs) husband will say, have you been there? And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I've been through it on the way to get somewhere. But then after doing it for about five years and had some really great successes, I was instrumental in starting the Kansas Tobacco Quit Line and some other programs, um, and especially a lot of work across the state helping communities to become smoke-free, I had the opportunity to go to the Sedgwick County Health Department. And not only was it a great job and something that I was really interested in, but I was really, really wanting to be more rooted in my own community. Mm -hmm. I felt like sometimes I knew what was going on in Salina or Hutchinson more than in my own backyard. And so intentionally made the move to be able to be more grounded in trying to make an impact right here in Wichita. And then I got recruited to go to the Greater Wichita YMCA and was over medically-based programs, corporate wellness, some other initiatives. And then in 2015, the majority of the Sedgwick County Commissioners at the time decided to decline a grant from the Centers for Disease Control for the prevention of diabetes, obesity, heart attack, and stroke. And so the Medical Society of Sedgwick County at the time took the funding so that we didn't lose $2.4 million to help make Wichita healthier. So I was recruited kind of loaned from the Y Mm -hmm. to the Medical Society. And then in 2017, that summer, this past summer, um, the YMCA asked me to come back. I was going to come back when the grant ended, but they asked me to come back early and serve as the branch director for community development. So what now? What happens now? You're now a Wichita City Council member. That's technically uh, a part-time position. What do you do now? Um, my it's with saddened heart um, this January 25th so next Friday will be my last day at the Greater Wichita YMCA so that I can dedicate my full time to and full attention to being on City Council um, I'm talking to a few folks and maybe interested in some part-time work I think that would be helpful for me just to be able to keep my finger on the pulse and what's going on right. in the rest of the community um, and then also we'll pretty quickly begin start working on campaign to be able to get right. ready for the upcoming election in 2019. Talk about that decision to go ahead and give up your full-time job. Uh, I guess you had a choice between one and a half jobs or 
this isn't a half job. I've been around long enough to know that city council isn't a half job, but uh, talk about what went into that decision. Yeah, my husband and I had some very thoughtful conversations and lots of prayers. It's a leap of faith to be mm-hmm. able to do this. And, and I'm leaving a job that I truly, truly love and love my staff and everyone at the Greater Wichita YMCA, our boards, our volunteers, our members, all are, are tr- tremendous, but I know that I'll stay connected with them. But I felt like I could not do both well, and it wouldn't be fair to the Y nor to the community to do to do it if I stayed at the Y. And so we we made a decision that this would be the best way to proceed, not only for me but hopefully for the community. Do you also serve on boards around the community and other organizations? Yeah, I do, and there's a a couple that I chair right now that I'm going to be transitioning off of and hopefully we'll stay connected. The Health and Wellness Coalition of Wichita has been my passion for several years, but I'm excited to find a new leader and someone who can think about the direction that they want to take it in and will still always be involved and interested. But, um, and then some of the other options that I have with other boards trying to figure out, you know, how it fits into my schedule, but want to stay as connected as I can. I feel like anytime I make a commitment to be on a board or a committee, I need to be able to give it as much time and attention as it deserves. So right. we're making some decisions in the next few weeks. Name some of those other boards you're on. Um, I was the president of the Kansas Public Health Association. Okay. I'm, so now I'm past president of that. I've been the chair of the Health Alliance. Um, I'm on a, a board with the Wichita State University with their Public Policy and Management Center. I'm on their advisory board. Um, a few within WSU, a few others within some of their academic departments. Describe District 2, the area you now represent as a city council member. Yeah, I've lived in District 2 the entire time that we've moved in Wichita in 2002. Um, And my husband actually jokes that if it wasn't for my job, we probably would never leave District 2. (laughs) Um, His office is less than a mile away from our home. But everything that we like to do where we really everything where we you know play where we have fun with our friends where where we worship everything that we do is right around our home and right around that area so we're really fortunate to have that small little area that um, we we kind of circle around in Mm -hmm. but district 2 is a really significant part of our community it's one of the more growing and expanding especially on that 96 and Greenwich area Um, it's an economic driver in the community Um, so definitely have a large responsibility to make sure that we're nurturing and growing that and seeing how we can continue to expand how do you balance wanting to represent district 2 but also needing to represent the the best interest of the entire community that's a great question and and I've had several conversations with the council members and the mayor when we were being interviewed oftentimes council members come because they're very ingrained in their district Mm -hmm. and then have to learn the community and I'm actually coming the opposite I've been much more ingrained in the entire community and now I'm going to be narrowing down and distilling down to district two and and so one thing that I will lean into is I think that Councilmember Meitzner, now Commissioner Meitzner, did a great job of that. Um, he was always thinking about District 2, but then there are sometimes when the greater good of the entire community needs to be thought of. Um, some of the problems that happen, for example, in District 1 and District 6 don't mm-hmm. happen in District 2. Right. And so really leaning into other council members, but then also their district advisory boards and the community as, as a whole. What are those issues that are important to District 2? You talked about the development out in that area. We've watched how that far northeast side has really 
really grown. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in District 1 and 2, the downtown, the core, um, seeing the development and the expansion that's happening there. But then also in some of our other districts, there's different crime rates. The safety is a different issue than it than we face in District 2. Um, you know, housing issues are different than they are in District 2. Some of the other districts have more resident needs than it historically happens in District 2. Right. Yeah. Anything that you want to push, anything on your agenda that you really want to have as kind of a, I don't know, pet project or a pet issue that you have? Uh, My first goal, um, obviously, is just to learn everything that I can. The onboarding process, the city staff has done an amazing job of of trying to get me up to speed. And this is much different than how a normal council member starts their term. They get elected in November, they start in January, so there's a few months of, of you know, learning everything. For me, it's happening in a week. Right. And so meeting with the 16 department heads, um, having an hour-long meeting with each of them last week and this week, and just trying to understand more deeply their their departments, but then also what are their needs and their opportunities and how I can help in any capacity. Um, and this sounds kind of maybe like a, a, a different explanation, but I want to find out how I can best augment the already existing council and mayor. Um, anytime somebody comes in or out of a group, it's a ripple, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that I'm there to let them know what my strengths are and my vulnerabilities so that they can help me with them. So I want to do that. I, I think that saying in a one-year appointed term you're going to have grandiose expectations probably isn't very realistic, but I definitely think my area that I'm most focused on is attracting and retaining talent and having past experience working in the community and listening and being part of community mobilization efforts I want to talk to people now and find out what's going to keep them here in 10 years and talk to youth now and find out what's going to keep them here if we wait and ask them 10 years from now when they're gone it's too late and so actually on the day that I was appointed last Tuesday council member uh, Meitzner and I went to collegiate middle school and talked to a group of middle school students who did a project on retaining talent and it was fascinating and we need to continue to have those conversations the students who are in our middle schools right now that's who we want to be here in 10 years and so what can we do to help keep them so that'll be a focus obviously we're a business publication a lot of our readers obviously are business owners and managers and uh, what's your message for them i i really want the community to know that i have not personally worked in the for-profit industry. My husband has, and, and I've been very involved and supportive of him in that role. But when you work in a non-for-profit, you really essentially have the same skills and attributes that you do when you work in for-profit. Right. I have extensive experience in budget management, um, revenue generation, all of our programs that we have, we're responsible for finding the revenue to make them happen. And so I understand that managing revenue and expenditures is a challenge. Um, also have experience with strategic planning, long-term planning, trying to grow and sustain staff and get them to be able to be ready to to be as effective as they can. So I'm hopeful that the the folks who are in the business community understand that even though I haven't worked in the for-profit world, I, I have a deep understanding of what it's like to work in the business environment. As you talked about a little bit, uh, this is a temporary position right now. It's filling out uh, Pete Meitzner's 
uh, term on the city council, then there's an election in November. Talk about your plans there. So the primary will be in August, right. and then the election will be in November. And so I have some folks who have already reached out to me and asked if they can be a part of my team. So really just trying to figure out everything that I need to do and, and trying to take the next steps to make that come to fruition. But when I was interviewed by the mayor and city council, they asked if it was my intention to run after a year if I was appointed. And I indicated very in the affirmative that I'm going to run again, even if I don't get appointed. Right. Yeah. So this is something that was on my radar and something that I think that Wichita, especially in the last five years, we've seen so much progress and so much movement, but I still think there's more to be done. And I think I want to, I know I want to be a part of that. In 2019, what do you think is the biggest issue that's going to come before the Wichita City Council? The biggest uh, definitely issue to wrestle century with? Two. Yeah. Um, right now, as I... Up until yesterday, I was serving on the district advisory board for District 2, and I was the chair, and we had a presentation, uh, and we had extremely passionate community members who came because they wanted to hear the information and and provide their input. So that's something that is going to have to be addressed in our community. And I understand that there's folks who want, you know, renovations. There are folks that want a new facility. Everybody agrees we can't do anything. We can't do nothing. We have to do something. So I think in 2019, and then all, everything that's happening down by the river and the core or that's definitely going to be on the radar of the city council and the city overall. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Congratulations thank on you. your new position. Becky Tuttle was a 2016 Women in Business Award winner. She's Director of Community Development for the Greater Wichita YMCA for about another week and now the City Council Representative for District 2 in Wichita. Once again, congratulations. I'm sure we'll talk more. Thanks for being here. Thank you, and thank you for all you do for the community. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 87. Again, Becky Tuttle is the subject of our 10 Minutes with feature in the weekly edition out today. I appreciate her stopping by for the podcast. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.